This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Oak Road Hatter podcast and I know I promised an episode a week but I lied and we really don't have any excuses for it this time. But we're here today and we are bringing you our predictions for the upcoming season and we're going to start with the EFL and then we'll go into more Luton specific questions. In the call today we have Dylan Bundia. Dylan, how are you? Brilliant, thanks Billy, how are you? Yes, I'm doing well, thank you. We've also got Jamie Castle, how are you doing? Evening, mate. Yeah, much more positive. Last day of isolation, so I can't wait to get out. Love to hear it. And of course, we, as always, have Stephen Day. Stephen, how are you? Feeling a little bit jealous that I wasn't second or the first person you asked, but you know, <laughs> all good. <laughs> if it helps, it's done by a screen order, and yeah, that's that's the way it's appearing for me. Blame Zoom, not me. Okay, so the first prediction that we have today is our championship top six. And again, I'm going to come to you, Dylan, first as you're appearing top of my screen. So what are you going for in terms of the championship top six? Well, I think I think West Brom will win the title. Um, I know they're going through a bit of a transition with Valer and Ishmael, but I think he's such a good manager. I think they've got a lot of quality in the squad, especially if they can bring in a centre forward. Um, then they'll be in a really good place. So I think I tip them for the title. I've also put Sheffield United in in second against Slavisti Jokanovic, a serial promotion winner from from the Championship. Plays great football. Got a lot of very good players in the Sheffield United squad. Uh, and then playoffs, I've gone for Bournemouth, Middlesbrough, Fulham, and I think Forest will sneak it. And and to be honest, that's that's more to do with my faith in Chris Hewton than Nottingham Forest. Um, but but that I think Chris Hewton will, will get a lot out of them. Um, so, yeah, and I think Middlesbrough as well have done some really good business. Um, and Neil Warnock, again, another serial promotion winner. So that would I wouldn't put Luton in there, but um, there's a lot of very good teams around us. OK, and we'll go to Jamie next. Yeah, so I, I guess sort of the same theme as Dylan. Um, I think there's a big correlation in, in this league in particular between the person in charge and, and, and the team that, that, that does well. Um, so I've gone for Sheffield United to win the league. Um, same same thought process. Uh, man in charge, Lavisa, gone up with Fulham and, and that team down the road. Um, also, squad's really good. I, I think Brewster will have a good season, and I think we'll talk more about him later on. In, in like another question that, that you're going to ask me. Um, second place, I've got Bournemouth. Um, I'm actually a big Scott Parker fan. Uh, not not many not many not many are, but he got promoted to Fulham last time round. 
Um, same sort of squads in terms of the players they've got at, at their disposal. So I think we'll do it again and probably go that one step further and, and, and go up in second. Um, and then playoffs, I've got Cardiff, Fulham, West Brom and QPR. Um, so similar sort of themes with regards to the person in charge, with the exception of Fulham. I'm, I'm not a big Marco Silva fan, but I think just their squad is just that strong. Anyone with with Mitrovic is is, is going to going to be there or thereabouts. Um, West like our ideas across, um, but I think they will sort of get there. Um, and then QPR, I've got a, I've got a mate of mine who's a big Charlie Austin fan, so I, I think it, I think it, he'll do well for them. Yeah, and then Stephen, are you thinking along the similar lines? Yeah, pretty much similar. Um, West Brom to win it. I think Dylan put it into words for me, really. Um, and again, I, I put Bournemouth to finish second. Jamie put it into words for me as well. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a Scott Parker fan as well. And I just, at the moment, just kind of fancy Bournemouth to get top two. And then Sheffield United, Fulham, Blackburn and Stoke. Blackburn, they've just been like one of those teams that's like two... They have like two seasons in a season. They have like one like one really good spell and then one really bad spell. They just can't really get it going. But I think they might get it going this season. And yeah, I just, you know, got a feeling about them. And then just just some reason, Gut's telling me that Stoke are going to, you know, sneak in there and win the playoffs as well. Ugh. Just because of that jammy. Ugh, that's horrible. No. <laughs> Well, I don't know why. It's just something's telling me that that's just how it's going to go. Yeah, yeah. That's again, you can't say anything now because who really would have predicted Barnsley to finish in the playoffs this year? But I've gone for Fulham to win the league, and Marco Silva. He's he's a decent enough manager. I wouldn't say he's the best manager in the division, but the squad that they have is up there with the best. And it looks like they're going to keep on improving it with what they've been doing at the moment. I've gone for Bournemouth second. And yeah, I'm a, I'm a big um, Scott Parker fan as well. I think what he's done at Fulham is promising for what the squad and the squad he's got at Bournemouth is obviously brilliant. I've gone QPR thirds. I know Jamie put Q, it was you, Jamie, wasn't it? Put QPR yeah, in your top six them, yeah. as well. And I just think their business what they've done so far is just brilliant. They've basically re-signed all the loan players that helped them into such a strong position last year and they've improved with the likes of McCallum. And I've gone Cardiff fourth. I think they're, a, they're always a strong side and always feel that they'll be there and thereabouts. They haven't done too much business, but I think they'll continue to do a fair bit before this season gets underway and then that's when I have West Brom and Sheffield United just because I'm not entirely sure how well they'll react to such a change in management and West Brom in particular could be hit quite big with the loss of Pereira and Sheffield United for me they lacked creativity last year and haven't really filled that void yet they they still could do and go on to have a brilliant season but for now, I'm going to I'm going to keep them in, in sixth place, and then we'll go on to the championship bottom three. And um, as, as Jamie knows, people get upset when you sort of diss their team, and uh, I think teams like Luton really displayed that to its fullest. And it was it, it brilliant. It was it just shows you how salty pretty much football fans can get, and. I hope we're not as patronising as some of the uh, the fans that we've seen on there. So we'll come to Stephen first because he was a bit jealous at the start. That I didn't, that I didn't... <laughs> Mine might be a little bit controversial as well, um, as always, apparently now. Um, I've gone with Derby, Coventry and Blackpool. So like in, in that order. I think, I think Coventry, you know, I mean... I, I've heard a lot of good things about their business this season, but it's just like, I don't fancy them to stay up. Again, gut feeling. I, well, I want more gut feelings than, you know, proper research, so I'm probably going to be really wrong, but, you know. But I think, uh, same time like Derby, they're destined to go down. 
I mean, look at Rooney at the moment. Like, <laughs> it's just unbelievable what is going on with them at the moment. And um, yeah, yeah, just fancy them to go down. And then, and then Blackpool, don't think they'll be strong enough either. And yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, that's fair enough. A fair enough assessment. And we'll come to you, Dylan, for your three. Yeah, I mean, obviously Derby, I think everyone can kind of universally agree that right now they're they're the ones that will go down. Uh, I also went with Blackpool with a heavy heart because I really enjoy watching them in League One. But I just think looking at their squad that they lack a little bit of championship experience. Um, they're very youthful. Um, but they've got a very good manager in Neil Critchley who's done an amazing job with them. So who knows? And I think as well, uh, they'll miss Ellis Sims, who was obviously on loan last season from, from Everton. It was absolutely fantastic for them. Um, so barring any big signings, I, I reluctantly say Blackpool. And I think Hull as well will go down. And, and that's probably a little bit of how they did last time under Grant McCann in the championship. Uh, and their style of play as well is very open and, and free-flowing. And well, it was in League One anyway. So how they then bring that to the championship and the demands of the championship and the real graft of the championship um, will, will be a real test for them. So I think for me, Hull, Blackpool and Derby, but just for the record, I really hate doing relegation predictions because we've, we as Luton fans have been through that and, and it's not nice. So <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. I don't think you would have upset too many people with that, but we'll come to you, Jamie. What do you think? Yeah, um, I think in agreement here, Derby bottom, um, there's not really much else you can say about them other than what's than what you've seen in, in the news and what has been said by both Stephen and Dylan. Um, so we'll move on. Uh, second bottom, I've got Huddersfield. Uh, I, I just don't think Carlos Corbran has shown anything last season that makes me think that they, that he's going to improve on, on last season. Um, and then looking at the business, we all love him, but Matty Pearson, I don't think is a any higher than a bottom six champ player. Um, given a three-year deal to Jordan Rhodes as well, I, I, I just think the business has been a bit a, a bit shaky, so I could see them being there or thereabouts at the bottom. And then again, third bottom, I think one of the three sides that have come up are probably going to go down at least, so I've gone Blackpool as well. I just think that they're the weakest of the three. Um, love Trichley as a manager, but again, he, he, I think he also lacks that experience in the championship. I think it's only his second full season uh, sort of in charge, so I think he might l- lack that bit of experience when that going gets tough. But he was great last year when they were on a roll. But when it starts to really sort of become a battle, I'm not sure if he's going to be equipped for that. So yeah, Derby, Huddersfield, and Blackpool. Yeah, yeah, in the f- very similar fashion, I've got. Derby to finish bottom and I've got Blackpool to finish third from bottom I won't go too much into that because you you've all pretty much said what I wanted to say but the one in the middle that I've gone for is Bristol City and it, I guess it's similar to what Jamie's saying about Huddersfield I just they had an awful end to the season I don't see anything that they've done so far that makes me think that they can improve in in this season but they still do possess some very good players, but I think it was that slump for me last year and the lack of addressing that so far that sort of pointed me towards picking Bristol City for this one. That's that's interesting, Matt, because I think, obviously, Nigel Pearson, I, I thought about Bristol City as well and Huddersfield, but I just think Nigel Pearson is a very good manager they brought in Andy King. They brought in Matty James. Rob Atkinson is one of the best centre-backs in the EFL going. So I, I did think about it. I think they do need to add a bit more, but I think Bristol City will, will be okay just about, along with Huddersfield. But, um, but yeah, Huddersfield as well have done, as, um, as Jamie said, some strange bits of recruitment that I'm not really sure what direction they're going in. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's an interesting shout, Bristol City. Yeah, yeah, I guess it will. Again, I think with Bristol City, I wouldn't be surprised if they do go on to have a good season. Unlike Huddersfield, I don't think Huddersfield would go on to have a good that good of a season because of where they are as a club, really. But with Bristol City, with, with the manager they've got, 
with the players that they do possess, they can turn things around. And as you say, they've done good business so far. But for me, I just can't see them escaping last season's troubles. Yeah, I think a big one for them was injuries as well because um, they they missed Semenyo towards the end. They missed uh, Casey Palmer, um, and they just I remember when we played them, they just lacked any kind of athleticism or anything like it was literally just Naki Wells and that was it um so yeah if they can keep players fit then I think they'll they'll survive but if they can't then yeah I, I I'd agree with you Billy they can they're in danger and then we'll go on to the Premier League's bottom three because that is more than likely we'll be playing them if we have another good season in the championship and stay in this division so we'll come to you Jamie first yeah Premier League bottom three um so bottom I've got I've got Burnley I think their time's up um I think they could lose one or two this season I think uh Dwight McNeil's rumour that, that they might lose um I just think this season probably is, is their year um second bottom I've put you know who um definitely not not biased at all um just I, I think out of the three that went up, I think they're probably the weakest at the minute. Um, and, and again, it's it's likely that at least one of the three that got that go up go down. So I think purely by by that process of elimination, of uh, I chose them as uh, as 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 one of the three. Um, and then Newcastle, purely from the, the vibes I'm getting from from fan bases, I just think, yeah, I think a, a bad season could could. Sort of beyond the cards. Steve Bruce, don't when you rate his manager. I think, I think he's, he's done well the past year, but I think he could struggle. Um, I guess I'll, 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 what I would say is that I was like I think up until last up until last week, I probably would have said Palace as well, but I think they've turned it around the past week with they've brought in uh, Gahey, Anderson, Elise. I think are, are all great great signings, so I think they'll have a good season now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And Stephen, we'll come to you with that. Um, I'm sort of with with Jamie on Burnley going down. Um, kind of said some things that you know I'd agree with, and yeah, just again think their time is up. Um, I've got Norwich and that yellow lot to make up the other two, two two yellow teams to make up the other two bottom places. Yeah, just you know. Bugger the yellow lot, and then Norwich. I just I don't know. Don't see strong enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I've I've got the yellow lot down down the bottom. Um, just from a genuine football point of view, as well as a, you know, all the you know we don't like them, but uh, yeah, I, I I just think with Chisco Munoz is a bit. He's very inexperienced, and um, plus he's probably going to get picked up by a by a Watford podcast, knowing all that, but. Uh, yeah, so probably them bottom. I don't think Burnley will go down. I just think Sean Dyche teams don't get relegated. I think I think they'll be fine. If they lost Sean Dyche, then yeah, 20th. Um, but I don't think they will. And then I've gone with Palace, even though they've recruited reasonably well so far, obviously with Gwei and uh, Elise. Uh, but I think with Eze out, uh, they'll struggle a bit and... There's a lot of change at Palace at once, so I, I think they might struggle with that. And then I've also gone with Norwich, just because I think they're a lovely football t- footballing side, as we've seen it for two seasons in the Championship, where they've won them, but won the league twice. But I just think they won't have enough to stay up, um, unfortunately, because I, I really enjoy watching them. Yeah, yeah, I'm in a very similar boat to you all. I think I'm exactly the same as Stephen here. I've got Burnley, Watford, and Norwich. Burnley, again, they just seem to do enough and I just don't know how long that's supposed to last. The Premier League's always improving. They seem to always grind the way out, but I think it might be coming to an end. I did. I was very close to putting Newcastle into there because nothing screams uh, positivity there, but they they can turn on a switch and I think they, they have the potential to recruit players in January if everything was going wrong. I know they don't like to spend money, but if needed, I think they would be more willing to spend money on players to pretty much get them out of the situation. Watford, again, it's no 
no reason because not a reason sorry because we have bad feelings for him more because I just think Shisko's just very inexperienced at that level he done brilliantly to be fair as much we don't want to say that to get them promoted but I don't really see them establishing themselves this year I don't see them as any better than the season that they got relegated but there's still a bit more of summer left and they'll surely buy some players as they usually do we'll go and uh, yeah Norwich as well I think Wendy will be a big miss uh, he was just so influential last year and they do have players that will step up I think Oliver Skip as well will be a big loss I don't think they've got him back I know they were trying to pursue a deal but I don't think that anything's been struck but he was no. also brilliant last year and they brought in yeah. um, Billy Gilmore Billy, oh yeah Billy Gilmore who is a brilliant player and I imagine he'll have a good season but I don't really yeah I'm not not convinced by them as of yet but they were they were brilliant last year one of the best championship teams in a long time so it's just bridging that gap and establishing themselves in, in the Premier League, which is a very big task. But we'll go on to the League One top two and then the playoff winner, and we'll come back to Dylan. So I've gone with Ipswich to win the league because obviously they've been spending just ridiculous amounts of money. I mean, there's so many good teams in, in League One this season. It's going to be interesting. So, you know, they've, they've brought in, I think they brought in Connor Chaplin and George Edmondson yesterday and they've Scott Fraser, you know, the quality that they've got right now is, is just, it's, wow, it's, it's incredible. I think, uh, oh, second place, I think I'm going to go with Bolton because I think they've got momentum and I know they've just got promoted, but the football they were playing at the end of the season, it kind of reminded me of, us when we were in League Two and we got promoted and, and did it back to back. And obviously they've got, you know, decent amount of spending power. And, and I just think that continuity um, will, will give them a really good shot of, of finishing second. And then playoff winner, uh, I'm going to go with Charlton. Um, I love Nigel Adkins. I think he's a brilliant manager. Uh, he's had a lot of success in League One, did well with Charlton at the back end of last season. And they were uh, very unfortunate not to I don't think they qualified for the playoffs, um, but I think they'll they'll have a real good go this season and and get promoted. Yeah, very good list, and we'll come to Jamie next. Um, so yeah, Ipswich first. So same sort of reasons as, as Dylan. Um, and for as much uh, as I've bashed Jacob Piggott on this podcast before, I think for League One, he'll score a lot of goals. Um, so not much, not much else to add onto that really. Um, second, weird one really, but but I put Wednesday. I think the last week they've started to look like a functional club again, um, which I think is is strange, but fair play to them. Um, and playoff winner, I've put Pompey. Um, so I guess to look at all three together, I think they've all got good people in charge. They've got Paul Cook, sort of experienced manager at the level. Yeah, as one promotion before, Ape Switch. Got Darren Morich at Wednesday, who, 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 who I think has had a good spell at both Westbourne and Doncaster. So now knows League One. Um, so I think he's good. And then obviously got got, got the Cowleys at Pompey. So I think those three sides are looking strong. Very, very good assessment. And then, Stephen, are you thinking similar? Sort of like with everyone, like Ape Switch top as well. Yeah, business has been good and just fancy him to get out of the league finally. Um, Portsmouth second. Cowley's, you know, rate him highly. Or Cowley, can't remember now. But yeah, can't remember if his brothers were just, you know, yeah, whatever. Um, rate them highly and reckon they're finally going to get out of uh, League One and then Sunderland playoff winners. Again. But just fancy them to get out of the league. Very controversial. But, got to, uh, I've got to get the engagement. It has to happen. They have to return, surely, sometime. But I've gone for Sheffield Wednesday to win it. I think if you would have asked me that 
maybe 36 hours ago, I would not have gone there. But the fact that they've signed Lewis Wing, who I've been openly very praising of, he's just an excellent player who should be nowhere near League One. He should be top end the championship. And it's it's crazy to me that he's he's dropped down the division. But also Peacock Farrell as well. He's a brilliant goalkeeper. He, he showed that Leeds and it seemed Burnley wanted championship suitors, but Sheffield Wednesday, the project must have appealed to him there. And they really do have that. They've they've got Darren Moore in charge now, who is a very good manager. I think we've seen that sort of the concluding stages of last season. I know Wednesday were losing games still, but you could see that they were getting somewhere. And if they can keep hold of Barry Bannon and Josh Windus and they stay fit, then there's no reason to say they can't absolutely smash that league. And I also think some of the other signings they've made, they've got Dennis Deneran, who spent the season with Wickham, who I thought was brilliant against us and a really good young player. Um, Olamide Shadipo as well, who done excellent in the Oxford Colours last year and scores goals, creates goals, and is just a constant threat down there. So he's a another sign and that sort of pushes me towards thinking that Sheffield Wednesday can have a really good year. And then second, I've gone Portsmouth. I think again, as we've said, Cowley Brothers. They get results and I think they quite harshly marched out of Huddersfield when they were. And we seen the other day that they're a resilient team. Um, done well to get a, a draw against us, but if they can go there and do that against the best teams in, in League One, then I'm pretty sure they can nick a few away wins. Uh, their forward line, brilliant. They've signed that Hadmi, who has just scored goals for fun this pre-season Curtis and Harness on the wings are both really good players at this at, at League One level. Sorry, and I think Ryan Tunnicliffe will do a really good job in in League One. And for playoff winners, I've gone for the team that I've put into third place, which sometimes doesn't happen, as we know. But it's Ipswich. I think the business they've done has just been incredible. I don't know how they've got all that money. They're cheering. I think all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been brilliant all over the park. They've they've recruited well. Scott Fraser of MK Duns and Wes Burns are two brilliant players that could be at championship level. Don't swear. You oh, know. Did I say Please don't swear. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure I'll cut that out. I'll beep it out as per usual. But, but we're, yeah, with it switch, I think the only thing holding back at this point is the sheer volume of signings they've made, it's going to take a long time to gel. And for that reason, I just think it might, it might come in a run sort of nearer the end of the season and put that form together to go and win the playoffs. But yeah, I, I can see it being a difficult start. And as you three said, the manager, the three managers there are, are brilliant, brilliant managers. Um, and we'll go on to our next prediction, which is, the championship top goal scorer, and we'll come to Stephen first. I don't know. I really, I really can't think of anyone that I fancy for it. Just to say, out of bio, just for the fun of it. <laughs> like to hear that. Like to hear that. We'll come to, uh, we'll come to Jamie next. So I've got two. Um, the first one because it's very uncertain whether he'll be here come August thirty first. So the first one is Dan Jamie at Bournemouth. Um, scored 15 and 33. Um, I think if he gets going from, from game one, I think he could easily bag 20 plus. Um, I think he's like 33 to one, I think, as well. So, pretty good odds for him as well. Um, but like I said, this currently uncertain on, on whether he stays or goes. Um, so, my backup is Rian Brewster. Um, I think we saw from that six month period for Swansea um, about a year ago, I think he scored 10 and 20 for Swansea. Um, so I think in, in the right side, I think question marks like was it Dylan said or, or about getting that sort of um, that service. But I think if if they sign someone that, that can really give them that service, I, I, again, I don't see no reason why Brewster can't back 20 plus for, for Sheffield United as well. And we'll come to you, Dylan. Uh, it's 
I'm not really. I've gone with Mitrovic because I think with that, with the quality of the players around him, you know, Anthony Knockhart is still there. Cavallero, they've just signed Harry Wilson. I think, you know, he didn't play that much in the Premier League, but his game is a lot more suited to the challenges of the championship. You know, for in the Premier League, Fulham had to play quickly. They had to play forwards quickly on the counter-attack and, and maybe he didn't quite fit that. But a lot of teams are going to sit behind the ball uh, against them. So, he's, he's, I mean, he's such a smart mover in the box. And I also had Brewster down as well, just because of how good he was at Swansea and hasn't really had a chance at Sheffield United. But I would, I would expect Mitrovic to... Have a have a slightly higher chance of of getting it than Brewster, but either one of them um, could easily get 25, 30 goals. Yeah, I'm in a I'm in a similar position to to uh, Jamie, where I think if this player is here, he'll, he'll do brilliant again, and that's Adam Armstrong, um, just a born goal machine. He's displayed that in the past two seasons, but. He's also had the players around at Blackburn. I know they haven't finished too highly in recent seasons, but the chances they make as a team is just incredible. For I just don't know how they finish that low when they've got sort of the attacking players that they do. And the second one I went for, in case he does leave, is Kiefer Moore. I think, again, uh, born, born goal machine. Um, I think having Collins next to him sometimes might, might help him. I think Collins showed in in um, preseason so far that those uh, that he works well with a second striker. Um, Kiefer Moore shows that he is just a, just a player that works in that Cardiff system. And they've they've do they still have Josh Murphy on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, Ojo as well. Has he come? Has he, no, no, he was on loan. I think. Play? But yeah, I think the quality that they've had around as well, I think that will continue. And there's no reason why he can't score loads of goals this season. Okay, we'll move on to the more Luton-related predictions of this podcast. And the first one we're going to go with is our position in the championship table. And for that, I'll come to you, Stephen. I'm thinking 11th, you know, don't think we're going to, I mean, I, I really want us to do better than last season and go, well, go do a lot better. But yeah, I just think, you know, we'll probably play, probably be a lot more stronger in matches this season. But at the same time, I don't think we're going to have that cutting edge to put games to bed, if that makes sense. Like, I believe we've got enough to you know, do very well, but at the same time, I don't think we're going to have enough like cutting edge to cutting edge and guile to really put games to bed and see them out. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to say eleventh. It's fair enough. And Jamie, are you thinking similar? I've gone for ninth. Um, so what's that? Three higher than last year. Um, I guess my 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 thought process was we got was it fifty one points in in nineteen twenty. Um, and then my personal target for, for for 2021 was 60 points. We got 61 points, so I'm thinking let's let's aim for 70 this year. And I think 70 is probably good enough for eighth or ninth. But I've gone for for ninth, so I think ninth, 70 points, great season, happy days. Brilliant. And Dylan, I've gone right in the middle of uh, Jamie and Stephen. I've gone for tenth. Um, again, I think we'll we'll do a bit better this season because obviously we've recruited really well. Um, uh, but I wouldn't disregard the Kean and Jewsbury Hall effect. The number of points that that guy won for us, not just through goals or assists, but just through his quality and uh, because of that that cutting edge that those four the four passes he gives us is just unbelievable. So he's going to be a big miss. Um, and I think the biggest change we'll see this season is uh, in the playing style, not in terms of from the end of last season, but in terms of a consistency. Will start to be it's going to look very different to the first three or four months of last season um, and we've got a lot of young players as well like Mendes Gomez who you know they need time Adebayo these guys need need time in the next two or three years to just improve so if we can do better than last season then then that's that's brilliant I've gone for more I've gone quite pessimistically gone for 13th but it's more of a reflection that we've 
done more business than the majority of clubs. And I, I do see that sort of correlation that when you do more business, it takes longer to gel. And the fact that I think last year we were, we had to be compact in defence before we thought about attacking, I found, in the early stages of the season. Whereas this season, I think we're going out to really win games regardless of the opposition to, to a certain extent. I think we'll still respect the opposition, but I think at the same time, we are going to have enough belief in our own quality to go out and, and give the majority of championship clubs a, a good game. And sometimes that might come at our expense. But... I don't like saying that. I, I, I wish I had something higher, but I w- I'd still take another season of championship football and nowhere near a relegation battle. I think that's another success for us. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And then we'll go on to Luton top scorer. And the reason why I included this, because we've seen on Twitter and then Jamie sent into our chat that Adebayo was our th- was 150 to 1. Um, Musquey was... 80 to 1 and Cameron Jerome was 100 to 1 so apparently um Musqui and Jerome are more likely to the bookies to finish as high scorers than than Adebayo so we'll come to you Dylan is that something you agree with or uh, I'd definitely go with Adebayo I think I think Musque will will need a lot of time to to integrate into the squad he's missed a lot of pre-season uh, I think Cameron Jerome will get goals, but I think Adebayo, I, just, I was at the Portsmouth friendly and he was just fantastic. Um, and you can really see the six months from January to the end of the season and how much that's benefited him. Um, he just, he, his movement just is getting more and more intelligent. He understands where he needs to be. I and mean, the goal he scored was was fantastic. So I think Adebayo will, will be our top scorer, but we'll, I think, the likes of Musquey and the likes of Cameron Jerome will chip in with a, a decent amount of goals as well. And um, we'll come to you, Jamie. Are you thinking along those lines? Yeah, I just think it's absolutely outrageous how Adebayo is 150 to one for top for, for top score in the in, in the champ. And I think just as a comparison, obviously renowned Premier League goal scorer Liam Delap is the same odds in, in the Prem. So the fact that Liam Delap is is the same odds as Adebayo to be top goal scorer in in their divisions. I think it's absolutely outrageous. Um, so much so I put on fifteen quid on him to to actually get it. But that's each way, so that's seven fifty each. But um, uh, yeah, absolutely, Adebayo top top scorer for Luton, um, and the fact that he's that that long to be the league's top scorer is ridiculous. So yeah. Um, and Stephen, are you on those lines as well? Yeah, same again, Adebayo. I mean, I said that I said that he's going to be the uh, championship top scorer. So there you go. Oh, oh yeah, you've got <laughs> to be to be our top scorer. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd be. You've got to be silly not to go for Adebayo. He's he's setting up to be our man, but at the same time, he could be prone to a, a loss of form. We just don't know these things. But yeah, I firmly have to agree that. Adebayo should be our top goal scorer for next season. And um, we'll go on to our player of the season. Now, it's quite difficult to predict this early on, but we'll have a go. And we'll come to Jamie first. Well, I've gone for the best player in the world, Jordan Clark. Um, I just think he's he, he's shown a lot this pre-season. Um, I think he was used as a bit of a sort of for versatile player last year um, and I think I think he gets gets probably past Cornick as, as first choice first choice a right winger um, so I think the fact that he starts I, 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 I don't see Cornick shifting him out that that position um, so yeah absolutely I think if you, when you got Fred or Carlos on the left Eli for the middle I think he, he's going to get assists for fun next season and Stephen, are you going for that or are you going for something different? I'm going for uh, Carlos Mendes Gomez. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think you know, he's a sort of, uh, he's going to be, well, he just looks brilliant. <laughs> that's the way to say it. He looks brilliant. I think he's a sort of player that's, you know, destined to do well for us. And I can't, I can't see anyone else doing any better than him, really, because I think Eli, 
I think he's gonna have a really good season. But I reckon Mendes Gomez will be, you know, be like a proper fan favorite. He's gonna come up with big goals, come up with or big big goals of the season, like contributions. You know, I think his long distance shooting as well looks to be really good, and I think he's gonna pop up with a few of those as well. I think he's probably just gonna have a really good season for us. So yeah, I reckon I reckon him for the player of the season. And Dylan. So I've gone with Clark as well, but with a big if. If he if he doesn't play fullback or wing back, then yeah. Like he obviously did a good job there, but against Portsmouth he played as the number 10 behind Adebayo and he was just fantastic. Um and it's the kind of positions that the positions where he picks the ball up there is where he's most effective. Playing he's so clever with his body and his first touch that and I think as well during this preseason, obviously it's difficult to judge preseason, but he's added goals. And um, so if he plays off the right, off the left as a 10 throughout the whole of the season, then I'd definitely go with Clark. If not, then we'd be thinking about Campbell maybe or Sluger. But um, if Jordan Clark plays in his best position, then definitely it would definitely be him, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah, there's a lot of, big ifs here because we don't know the way we're going to set up and as you said Clark played in that number 10 and in the group chat you were you were singing his praises highly and um I'm gonna go for Lockyer I think give him a full season fit and he's he's brilliant he was probably on his way there last year maybe tussling with Dewsbury Hall during the time period he was available um he's just got Pretty much everything is he's good in the air, dominant in the air. He's position uh, positional sense, sorry, is brilliant as well. Um, and he's also got that sort of streak in him to get forward and cr- his crossing of the ball is also excellent. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing a fully fit Lockyer for a fair bit of the season, hopefully, because you don't know what's going to happen. But yeah, it's going to be Lockyer for me. And we'll go on to the signing of the season because we've made a few. And yeah, let's hear your thoughts, Jamie. Um, I think I've got to stick with my man, Alan Campbell. Um, I think I think Luton fans more than most love a player that just gives everything and just does that dirty work. Um, so I think he's going to be a fan's favourite. I think amongst the, the lads that we've signed, um, yeah, Alan Campbell for me. And Dylan? I've gone with Onya Dinma. Um, I think he's so... Expl- and Campbell as well, you know, I think he could be it. But I think Onya Dinma is just so explosive. His pace is unbelievable. He's got power. He can beat players. Again, uh, at the Portsmouth game, he was just electric. Um, I was tempted to say Musquay, but I think Musquay needs another year. Um, but Onya Dinma has so much experience that already even though he's only 24 years old um but i think he's on your dimmer is is going to be one hell of a player for us this season and um steven you said mendes gomes last time so we'll take him out the equation obviously because you think he'll be the player of the season uh, below that who do you think will be the sign of the season i'm gonna go with campbell as well just just seems like a, a very good player like the, the amount of people raving about him as well just shows that he's, you know, a good player. And I just, yeah, reckon he's he's fit for it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Or he will be fit for it come the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go. So I, I, I definitely think Campbell is most exciting. I haven't seen much of pre-season, but going from the reviews we've seen and sort of the reviews from, from Dylan and Jamie from going to the games as well. I think that, yeah, he definitely has that ability to become a, a top player, but I'm quite excited to see Amari Bell as well. I think left back's quite a, not problematic area for us before this, because Potts has done a good job. I know um, Stephen might not agree with that, but he doesn't have that attacking sense that you need as a modern day fullback. And I think what Bell will bring is, is a balance of both. I think he's just as competent defending as he is going forward. And we've seen what kind of effect that had when we had Reese Norrington Davis. So I'm quite excited to see what he can do. 
and we'll go for the last one which was the surprise package of the season and it's quite difficult to define this but we'll go with somebody that maybe others don't particularly rate or someone that's not expected to be near the squad at the start of the season but someone that you have complete faith in in their ability really so we'll come to Stephen first I'm going to say Pereira I think if he gets given a chance say there's an injury or two I reckon he's going to he's going to pop up and you know show that he's worthy of being in and around the first squad if not you know in the first team. Um, it's a bit of a weird one, obscure, kind of how I like it as well, <laughs> controversial. But yeah, I just think if he's, he's a sort of player that feels like if he's given the chance, he's going to make the most of it. And I think that's where, you know, he fits the bill of, um, you know, surprise player of the season sort of thing. Yeah, as I'll, I'll agree with that in the sense that I'm really excited to see what kind of player he becomes, I think. He showed promise when he came on against QPR. He's shown a good few touches, good positive few runs as well. But the problem I'm seeing is the fact that I don't know if he'll make that 25-man squad and, and maybe a loan might come in. He might go to sort of the top end of League One and have to prove himself there before we fully... Yeah, and the competition for his position is so competitive. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those ones where if... As I said, if he gets the chance, I reckon that'll that'll be his. Good call. And then we'll come to you, Dylan. It's a difficult one. I mean, I'm not really sure what people think about Musquay. I mean, obviously, I've raved about him enough on this podcast and on social media. Um, I think he, in terms of some, he won't be near the team at the start. I don't think, especially because he's missed preseason. He's picked up an injury as well. Um, I think he'll he'll start to really impress and people will start to see his, you know, his enormous potential. But I think someone else um, that, again, I've mentioned before um, is Luke Berry. I think if he stays and he gets in the squad and he gets fit, um, I think if we know anything about NJ, it's he likes players that he knows and that he trusts. And I think Luke Berry can still do a decent job in the championship for us. As a, like Obviously, there are players ahead of him. Um, but I think I, th- I still think he's he's got something to offer us. And Jamie, what about you? So I've gone for Gabe Osho here. Actually, um, obviously, if you look at the players that we've got that you would consider a sort of first team sort of starter, I think Glen Ray is probably where we're weakest. Um, so I think there's a good chance that if we play 4-3-3 a lot this season that Osho might actually overthrow Ray in, in that in that DM slot. Um, I think he played there for half hour at Bournemouth and played there for half hour or so against Pompey. Um, so it'd be, it'd be good to see if he plays there for a bit against Brighton. I think um, it seems unlikely that we'll now bring in one as well. So I think of any player that is on the fringes of the likes of Osho and, and Pereira, I think he's probably got the best chance to to get a starting spot yeah yeah some some very good shouts there but I think I'm going to go for whoever wins the battle between Bree and Kyoso because I think they're both set for very good seasons this year I think we're all very excited for Peter Kyoso given his loan spells the potential he has but it seems that Bree's turned up to pre-season fighting for that place and he's, he's enjoyed a decent pre-season so far. I don't know how well he did um, against Portsmouth. I don't know. Dylan, you might be able to fill me in on that one, but from what I've seen and from what I've heard, I'm thinking whoever wins that battle and becomes our starting right back will be a real attacking threat this year and perhaps similar to what we've seen with Stacey in terms of the the threat basically they pose. Yeah, I mean Bree was Bree was good against Portsmouth, and what you say about you know he's turned up to preseason doing all right. I think the fact that he's just turned up to preseason because he hasn't had a preseason with us yet, has he? Um, is so important. Um, yeah, and I, I'd agree with you. I mean, I think he's yeah, and Kyoso as well. Again, someone who's got so much potential and 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 can be a, such a good player for us. 
Definitely. And that is just about all we've got for today. Um, thank you very much, everybody, for listening and to the lucky people who are heading to Kenilworth Road in the next couple of weeks. Enjoy it because I'm very jealous. And if I wasn't in Liverpool, I would definitely, definitely be there. But we are also setting up fantasy football leagues this season. We'll be using Gaffer for our championship fantasy league. And in the last season, before we become a Premier League club and a part of it, we are setting up a fantasy football league with the official Premier League app. So look out for that. Also make sure to check out our website, which is www.oakroadhatter.com and our Twitter page is at Oak Road Hatter. Also a big thank you to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech for today's music. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.